0: Just Hi, Dad. He's my dad. James Gutman. What is up, guys? James Gutman here on HiPod. I'm Dad. It is a Friday. It is a very special Friday, and I want to thank you for taking the time to find me, find us, find this podcast wherever pods are casted, uh, maybe on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it might be. Uh, but overall, we're at HiPod. I'm Dad. Com, every single Friday. If you found out on any of those services, please do me a favor. Give a like, give a subscribe, a rating, a review. Something to let other people know that, hey, I'm out here. Come find me. And we can share the love. Let everybody know what's going on. This has been an exciting week. and I am so glad that we are finally here because if I played the drums and if I had a role, I would give you guys a drum roll. This has been the week that I've been waiting for. I've been talking about it every week. Not necessarily teasing, I'm not a big teaser, I don't love doing that. Uh, I know it's a very big wrestling thing that they used to do back in the day. Constantly, whenever something's coming, they would have a countdown, they wouldn't tell you what it was. You'd be like, what's that? Or they they do a secret code. And there used to be a time where people couldn't figure out those codes and they'd be all excited, but now thanks to the internet you give somebody a secret code. Ten ten minutes. They got it. They know what the code is. So I didn't do any of those things. I gave little once in a while. Very excited guys. Things like that. I would say week to week to week. But now I can finally say it with the big announcement. It came along on Tuesday. My new book, the Expectant Fathers Activity Book, is coming out on September the twenty second. It is available on Amazon, on Target, on Barnes and Noble. It's going to be in stores. It's going to be everywhere. I am so excited about this book. If you have been on Facebook, if you have been on even the blog, I, I talked about it on the blog on Wednesday. I did kind of a write-up explaining exactly what it is. This is one of the proudest moments I've really had. A lot of you guys know I've I've written two books before this one about professional wrestling, 2006, 2009. Kind of a, another lifetime. It really was. It feels like a lifetime ago. I was, was so so young and bright-eyed and all this stuff, but it was a completely different subject matter. It was something that I was really into back then. I still watch wrestling as a as a fan nowadays, but not the same way I used to. Since then, I've had my heart surgery. I've had my children. I've had a lot of life changes, and as time went on, I started to kind of I would say fall out with wrestling, but watch it a little differently. Not really up for writing another book about it. I did everything I wanted to do. I wrote for websites. I wrote for magazines, and kind of just was done, you know? And I didn't know what was going to come next. And I'm going to tell you guys something that makes this book special in a way that reaches beyond even the subject matter of it. My very first book in 2006 was dedicated to my friend Chris, who passed away in 2004. He was uh, one of my best friends that I ever had. We watched wrestling together all the time. The book was about wrestling. I dedicated it to him. My second book was 2009 My daughter was born dedicated to her. My son, Lucas, was born in 2011, and I kept saying, it's so sad. Lucas is never going to be written about in a book. He's never going to have a book dedicated to him. So when this book came along in 2020, it's dedicated to Olivia and Lucas, and it's dedicated to my two cats, one of which passed away while I was writing it. So just to see his name in there was kind of like the completion of this thing that I really, really wanted to have happened now, all of that is just superficial. We're not even dipping into the real uh, nitty-gritty of what this is. Here's the deal: the book is called the Expectant Father's Activity Book. It is 85 games and activities, but also sidebars and stories and anecdotes and just funny moments from parenting and from having a child and and the pregnancy and leading up to the baby being born. All these things that happen. I was approached about this book earlier in the year, and I remember being. At first, even unsure if this was legit, it just sounded so great, and I was like, "This can't be a, a thing." And I didn't. At first, I wasn't even gonna write back. I'm like, "I don't know if I'm gonna do that." And it was really kind of a bizarre, because I had thought about writing a book. It was always kind of different books in, in my head, but honestly, if I could sit down with somebody and say, "What kind of book would you want to write?" This would be a very similar to the type of books that I would want to write. It was almost like the humor that I've always gotten to use in pro wrestling, merging with what I write about today, which is about parenting and about my children. It wasn't about my son having autism, which I've written about a lot here, and one day I would love to write something about my son having autism but overall, and something that I've always talked about is I'm a parent I'm not just a parent to a child with autism, and I find that my son, even though he's nonverbal even though some people see him and they see all these differences, there are a lot of similarities to who he is as a kid and to the lead-up to pregnancy, to supporting a a spouse or a pregnant woman as you lead up to your child being born. All those things are very similar, so I got a chance now to use that experience and write about it here in this book from a point of view of a parent, of a father, of somebody who was nervous, who was worried, who had the same kind of concerns that everybody else had as the time came to have your child. So I, I signed on to write this book, and... I remember being excited that I was going to get to sit back, write it, have some quiet time. You know, I like, this would be easy, you know, that everybody be out of the house, just do my thing. I signed on to write the book and, and I don't know, I guess I could tell you guys this, the first day that I started writing, the day that my contract began to write this book was the first day of coronavirus quarantine. I kid you not. It was the first day everyone was home i'm like oh my god what (laughs) it was a completely different situation and i remember one of the things i remember is right when it first began somebody on twitter had posted a tweet that said shakespeare wrote king lear when he was under quarantine just saying and i remember laughing i thought about that tweet the entire time i was writing this book because i kept thinking is this my king lear this, this activity book for expectant dads where I get to be cheeky and I get to make all my, my, my jokes and the weird trivia and stuff like that. And it kind of – it always made me laugh because this book is serious and funny at the same time in ways that I don't know. I'm like – I'm so proud of. I said it when I wrote on Wednesday. And I'm saying it to you guys now. This is the kind of book that if I didn't write it, I would buy it just because I love books like this. When I was a kid, I used to have I used to have a, a Peanuts book by you know Charlie Brown, and it was like an encyclopedia of facts. I remember picking it up, and I would read it, and there would be like half a page of information, then there would be some other little things you could do, and another page of information, and I remember that I couldn't put this book down because every time I picked it up, I would just page to, you know, some page in the middle and find something to do, something to read, something to learn, and I loved this book, and that is what this book is. This book, it's like 170 pages. I did all the stuff in it. I did all the activities. The activities are things like right, like right now, for example, I have, uh, I have the excerpts open in front of me. They gave me some excerpts that I could share with you guys, things like that. Uh, and one of them is about you know, mansplaining. And it's, it's facts about pregnancy, about a pregnant woman, but it's true-false. Stuff And you kind of, as the dad, you sit there with your pen and paper and you decide whether it's true or false about you know, whether this is true or not. So there's things like like the first one on here, women in the third trimester should sleep on their left side. Is that true or false? And you answer true or false. And then something like, um, let me see, uh, don't wear black nail polish because it can turn the baby emo. True or false? And that's, that's kind of the gist of how this thing went. And what I loved about it was that as I kept writing, I would come up with ideas that would make me laugh. Things that I knew people would enjoy, people would like, but not just expectant dads. This is for, like, don't get me wrong. This is something you're gonna wanna give to an expectant dad. If you have a baby shower coming up, and I've been to baby showers for dudes where guys are at the baby shower, even if there's no baby shower, the expectant moms always get so much stuff. They really do. They get little booties, little, you know, this is for mama, you know, this is wine you open after you're done. They always get nice, cute things. And the dad kinda gets a pat on the back. And, uh, you know, catch up on your sleep, (laughs) old man. So it's rare they really have things specifically targeted for that demographic. And I know this because I was an expectant dad at one time, and I got those pats on the back and those upturned eyebrows and those, you know, you better let her sleep. You know, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Thank you. It's a lot of like it's a lot of warnings and orders being barked at you. That's what I found I got when I was an expectant dad. So this book is definitely for those people. This is for the men who have a baby coming. Maybe they're a little concerned. Maybe they want to have something fun to do. It's, it's a different turn on it because it's not heavy-handed. You know, I mean, look, there's, there's information here. I write, about, I write about what colicky is. For people who know what colicky is, I write about uh, things like that. Where if you don't have that basic information, there's a lot of biological things. There's a lot of, you know, terms and what they mean. But I try to present that in the same way that I present everything. I try to be kind of funny with it. I try to make it something that you're going to want to enjoy reading. And then get some information out of it at the end. Uh, But also within it are the bizarre trivia things. Like, there's a whole section throughout the book, as you go through, called The Father Of. You know how they have, like, you know, the father of, you know, the cotton Gin is Eli Whitney, Right. Right, is he Eli Whitney? Eli Whitney. In this book, I have things like the father of the air guitar, the father of the remote control, the father of the man cave, and it's re- it's really the people, man. I researched this and I read about it, uh, and I have some I have some stuff in there that I love. One of my one of my favorite things in there. I'm not gonna a slight spoiler alert because I thought this is probably one of my favorite lines in the book. I had said, you know, next time you drink some caffeine, make sure you send a thank you note to the guy who invented caffeine, I said, and then uh, throw that note away because he's dead. And that made me laugh. So things like that. So it's it's in a funny way. It's something where if you're just sitting around, you have a book in front of you, you want to read it, you can do. But it also makes it not just for expectant dads, because the information in there are the things that expectant moms might want to read. And this is something we don't talk about. And this is something I talked about on Wednesday on the blog, something that I, I think is overlooked sometimes. We always assume that women know everything about pregnancy, right? Right. And I know I know women and I've talked to women who have been pregnant. They don't know everything about People don't know everything about everything to begin with. But also the fact that, you know, being a kid of the 80s and 90s, you know, the girls got to play with dolls. The boys played with, you know, action figures. But the girls didn't play with pregnancy preparation kits. There were no breast pumps and like forceps and, you know, pregnancy prenatal vitamin kits like for for little girls like, oh, honey, you playing with your prenatal vitamin kit? No, no one did that. So by the time that comes around, it's still, it might not be as new to the expected moms, but it's new to the expected moms. So a book like this is fun, it's new information, and especially the fact that for those months leading up to the birth of your child, you live in pregnancy land. Everything is about pregnancy, everything you hear about, everything people talk to you about, all the information is getting bombarded on you. So that's the theme of your life. And this book taps into the theme of your life in a way that's fun and in a way that's exciting. And it's a way that I think most people who have experienced it, whether a father or a mother – uh, or just somebody who's had a kid or knows a kid, because there's this whole section about newborns and you know and, and dealing with children and you know advice and who do I want my kid to grow up to be? All those things are throughout the book. I, I really, honest to God, and I'm not just saying this, and I invite you, please. If you get a chance, go on Wednesday, read some of the excerpts that I posted on High Blog I'm Dad. Go to the Amazon page. I'll have the links for all that stuff, too. And you can see there's some pages on there, too. You know, if you go to Barnes & Noble or Target or wherever it happens to be when you walk by, pick it up and and page through it. I'm not just saying this just to get you to put the book in your pocket. This book is appealing to everyone. I wrote it in a way that I wanted to be appealing to everyone and honestly, to the to the credit of my publisher, they wanted a book that was appealing to everyone. Something that, yeah, specifically has expectant dads written on the cover, but it's funny and it's fun and it's enjoyable. And it just, I don't know, I felt like I got to write something that was true to me. And that's what I was proudest of. And I've been proudest about that with all my books. I, I feel like uh, I've been very lucky to get to write for people who have always let me write the way I want to write. With the exception of my entire life, I had one editor, for United Kingdom Wrestling Magazine, am not going to say who it is, but if you're listening to it, it's you. Uh, whoever made me like ask like ridiculous questions, I, you know, well, you didn't ask him how much money he made for that match in 1980. This is a garbage interview. I'm like, well, you want to know how much money he made for? You know? That was the kind of thing I went through. Other than that, one dude, everybody's really been cool, and and this group of people that I worked with, Mo, and uh, even to this day, like the marketing people, everybody that I'm dealing with they want to make the best possible title they could put out there. And as someone who really, I put a lot of value into what I've done with this blog. I put a lot of value into, you know, the name recognition that, that I've tried to create for everything I do here, that I would not want to put my name on something that doesn't really work with what I'm trying to do. I try to be positive. I try to have fun. I try to do things in a way where you can read it, laugh, laugh, be a little proud, learn some things from it. I deal with very touchy subjects, not just the fact that my son has autism and not just the fact that he's nonverbal, but even my daughter. I have a daughter who's just about, you know, a teenager. She's 12 years old. You know, I've dealt with heart health. I had a quintuple bypass at 35. I've dealt with mental health issues, all these different things that I've had to write about through the years that I've, I've always been very careful because I know that I'm not just writing about myself. I might be writing about my own experiences, but there's other people who relate to those experiences. So you might have a child who's nonverbal. You might have a child who has autism. You might have a, a daughter who's going through rough times as she's going through puberty. You might be dealing with you know, heart issues yourself. Things like that appeal to people because they're shared experiences that other people might have. And when I write about them, I want to do it in a way that's respectful and that explains it in a way that I want it to be explained. You know, I mean, just to, it's easiest to always talk about my son being nonverbal, but I know that there are people out there who sometimes write about their children as if it's like the hardest burden in the world. And sometimes I cringe over that a little bit, you know, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to write my blog to begin with was when my son was first diagnosed and I went online, I read some blogs that were just like, oh man, what?" Things were written just to make people cry. Things were written just to make you feel bad. Things were written just to like make everyone else know, hey, my kid is really hard. And I get it. And sometimes my son is hard. But overall, I love my kid. And I want you to know how I love my kid. And that's what I write. So when I write about my son, I do it in a way that's respectful to him, that explains my story without making it um, kind of a spectacle. You know, And that's what I try to do with my daughter. That's what I try to do with parenting in general, family, things like that. And that's what I try to do with this book. I want it to be fun. I want it to be funny. I didn't want to focus on doom and gloom of, you know, your life is over. I mean, there were there's tongue-in-cheek jokes about it, about the fact that you, you, know, <laughs> you say goodbye to your old life. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. But not in a way that, like, scares you because it's not scary. I mean, look, yeah, it's scary. It's You're going to have a kid that 's hard that 's rough that 's frightening in many ways, but the reason why you 're doing it is because ultimately it 's rewarding, and that 's what I wanted to to have the eye on the prize at the end of that too. So the book is about that the book is about just so many things and I said it in the book, and i 'll say it here, I wanted to thank you guys, just the readers of of high blog, the guys you know all you guys listening to to the podcast here, all the people who followed me even before this, the years before this, whether you found me on The Mighty or Autism Speaks, or if you read about me and I, I was on you know the, the Yahoo page or Love What Matters, Autism Parenting Magazine, uh, but even before that, WWE Magazine, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, wherever you may have found my writing, I have been so lucky, and I truly mean this, to get to share my thoughts with you guys. That's... That, to me, I think is the most important part of all of this. And that's one of the responsibilities that I take uh, to heart, the deepest out of everything. You don't have to read what I have to say. Like, What right do I really have to give you my opinions? So I write it in a way where I think that I want what you read from me to work within your own life, something that you could take at the end of reading one of my blog posts and either apply it to to something that's going on with you, maybe help you see things a little bit differently in a way that maybe you didn't see it before, maybe verify thoughts that you already have. All of those things are byproducts of what I'm writing because I want that to be what you take away. I want you to take away something from my writing that you didn't have before you began reading it. So every time I write, I try to do that. And for all the people who've allowed me to do that for you and all the people who have stuck with me you know week after week or year after year it means so much because it's almost like telling me that this goal that I set out to do has been successful at least with the people who are coming back I don't mean overall I'm not saying like I'm the king of writing like, but it's if you've come back week after week to read my blog, and you've left these comments, and I've gotten some great comments, I've gotten you know messages, and Facebook is like loaded. I'm, we're a big Facebook, uh, you know, blog. A lot of our, our responses are from Facebook, but Twitter I get from people, and Instagram, and just you know, beautiful, wonderful things that people say that make all of this worth it. And that's why I do this. And I want to thank you guys for allowing me to do that, allowing me to take these these chances, allowing me to present my ideas and my thoughts in a way that I feel is appropriate and in a way that hopefully helps you guys as well. And your responses through the years to everything I've done has meant so much to me. So thank you. So if you can, if you will, head over to Amazon. I have the link on there now. If not Amazon, there's, there's a Target. There's Twitter. I know it's up on Target. I know it's up on, I say Twitter, it's up on Target. It's up on uh, You know, Barnes & Noble. They have the links up as well. Uh, I have the link for Amazon because that's the big, you know, the big thing head over take a look pick up pre-order your copy today please if you like it leave a review on the amazon page um all I really want to do is just share this with you guys. And for the last few months, it has been killing me not to be able to tell you guys, I'm writing a book right now. You know, i stop doing the podcast and go continue writing the book and have to pretend like I'm not when I did the podcast. So it was always very rough to kind of have to go back and forth with that. And it feels good. It's like a weight has been lifted as I'm able to finally share this with you guys. So please do me a favor, check it out, pre order your copy today. Let me know what you think. Drop me a line. I'm around. Uh, I have so many more projects on the way. A lot of a lot of ideas going forward i'm i'm you know invigorated i'm ready i'm you know somebody asked me they said what do you want to do i said everything i want to do everything so i'm ready to do everything and hopefully you guys are ready to do everything with me because ugh, i'm rip roaring ready to go so check it out thank you it has been definitely one of those weeks, that's what I announced on Tuesday. I wrote about this on Wednesday. That wasn't the only thing I wrote about this week. It was actually two blog posts, and what was funny was that leading into the week, you know, I knew on Tuesday I was going to be announcing the book, and I knew on Wednesday I was going to write about the book, but there was a day before those days, and that was on Monday, and <laughs> on Monday, I had to write something, and it ended up being something I really enjoyed writing and I, and I I loved putting it out there. It was called "Taming the Lord of the Living Room," and it was about my son. And it was, again, based on a real-life thing that had literally just happened. So much of the things I write about are stories that are real, things that I I don't take a lot of poetic license. A lot of stuff is, you know, I'll do it that morning and be like, I should write about this. And it happened with my son. He had been in the living room in the den nonstop, you know. And it's almost like he owns the den. You go in there, and he's got his iPad, and his stuff is everywhere. He, He pulls you into the room. He'll come and get me got me by the arm and pulled me into the den and sit me on the couch like, now you sit there. You know, I'm like, okay. But if he had, you know, words to say things, he'd probably be like, get over here. Like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. So he brings you into the room. He stays in the room. He, He, you know, mans the room. He's the king of the room. But pretty soon you start to realize this kid hasn't left this room in a very long time. So he's all unruly. His hair's all over the place. He's wild. He's in his pajamas forever. And I dragged him out, man. I dragged him to my old... My old middle school. <laughs> One of the coolest things about this blog post was I got a chance to put the uh, the Lindenhurst Junior High, or I guess it's middle school now. Uh, they had a rock that said Lindy Pride on it. I got a picture of him next to it. I went to Lindenhurst, New York. I'm a Lindy Bulldog way back in the day. I have not been to this middle school in forever and a year. So being able to go back with him and take pictures and walk around the track, it was beautiful. They've done an amazing job with upkeeping it, but it's really cool. I get to share that with him. I've taken him. Back to my old town many times. You've been to the high school, took pictures there. Took him to my elementary school, let him play on the playground. That's something that you should do if you don't live in the town you grew up in, and it's close, and it's not like a war zone. Which you know, there was times Linderhurst up and down. Now it's in in a really good place. I was able to bring him out there. Do that with your kids. Bring him back to the place where you came from. I drive around, and he's nonverbal, and he, you know, he sometimes he's not paying attention to what I'm saying or doesn't understand what I'm pointing at. I don't care. I bring him everywhere. I'm like, daddy grew up in that house. See that over there? That's where I grew up, right there. Look, see? Look, are you looking? You're not looking. It's over there. Ah, uh, you see it, you see it. We, <laughs> we drive away. We go to the docks. There's docks in London Hurst where the boats go. that I used to hang out. I pretty much grew up there in high school. I bring him through there. I'm like, look at the water, you see? Daddy used to hang out over there. It feels good you get to share stuff with your kids. Just like I was excited about sharing the book with you guys, to be able to share my history with my son and my daughter. I brought, I brought Olivia there uh, many times, you know. And it always means a lot to me. So I did that with him. I tamed the lord of the living room. I brought him to my middle school. I had him walk around. We did all this stuff. And upon returning home, I cut that kid's hair. That was my final act of domestication of him. I should have held the hair up in the air at the end and been like, oh, I'm the lord of the living room now. And I sent him back out, and he played on his iPad, and, and it was fantastic. But the the whole idea was it's something that you have to do. Every once in a while. And you know it, man. If you have dealt with the pandemic and the summer break and you have a kid like mine, you know that you watch them kind of like parade around the, the living area of the house. And it's in the back of your head the whole time. Like, I got to get this kid out. You declare it to people. You tell people around you. You're like, I got to get him out of the house at some point soon. And next thing you know, it's like two days later. You're like, I got to get this kid out of the house. And eventually, you just get and grab him. You like, get in the car. And you know what's funny? It's I, I wrote about it last week about him going to the playground. There's always a little bit of pushback at first, but by the time you get out and you start doing it, yeah, they're okay with it. He didn't love it the whole time. We weren't there for 12 hours. We were there for like an hour, hour or so. It was nice, man. It was, it was something that needed to be done. So I enjoyed it. It was good. I tamed my boy, and the whole time too. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I was, you know, I was excited about the next day coming up, about being able to share the book with you guys. So that was in my head. So getting out was good for him. It was good for me. We got some fresh air. We got, you know, good stuff going on. It was a beautiful thing. So good stuff all around. So overall, guys, I got to tell you, this has been a hell of a week. I've been very, very excited about all that's been happening. I'm very excited about all that is coming up in the future. And I'm not kidding. Ask me what I want to do. I want to do everything. If there's any people that I can thank, it's you guys for giving me the opportunity to do those things. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Leave a rating. Leave a review like, subscribe, all that stuff. Do that on the podcast, do that on the book. If you can go over to Amazon now, check it out. Uh even if you don't pre-order it today, which I'd really I really like it to pre-order it today. I'm not going to lie, but if you don't want to pre-order it today, go to the page and check it out. Rockridge Press, Callisto Media, they have done an amazing job of not just making a description page, but really giving you a glimpse inside the book. You can look at the pages, you can read the information about it. I, too, have set up my author page. You can click on my name on Amazon. You can read some of the latest blog posts, get my bio on there. You can see my face. I'm smiling. I'm right there. Uh, so all that stuff is available, too. I'm very proud of all that is going on right now, and I'm very proud of all that is coming up. So please check it out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you've done to make this possible and to make everything that's coming up down the line possible as well. I'm excited, and I'm really excited about where we're going from here. So Thank you once again for taking the time to listen, and that does it for me. I'm going to be back on Monday with a brand new blog, Wednesday with another blog, next Friday with another podcast, and I'm going to have updates coming at you fast and furious throughout the week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Hi James Gutman, like us on Facebook, do all the good stuff, and until next time, this is James Gutman saying, bye pod, I'm deaf.